0: While their names may not draw Kardashian-level attention, many special pets find work in film, stage, television, web, print, and fashion. Sure, Lassie had looks, and Morris the Cat had charm. But have you ever wondered if your pet could be a professional actor, model, or influencer? How many times have you seen an animal on TV or in print and thought, my pet could do that? The Positively Famous Podcast introduces you to celebrity pets and their trainers, TikTok, YouTube, and Insta-famous pets. Pet fashion designers and the fashionistas themselves. Let's dive into this episode with your host Don Wolf.
1: Welcome to Positively Famous Podcast, Mariah. I am so excited to have you here today. How long ago did you get your very first job?
0: So I had one job right before the pandemic hit. I mean, right before, and then nothing for the whole pandemic because <laughs> you know we had a fun thing called the pandemic. So oh. I was like, wow, that was such a really cool thing that I did that one time that I'll never do again <laughs> because <laughs> the world is ending. So we got a really crazy, really wonky uh, job and then like a two-year break, right? Or however long, I don't, it's a black hole of time. And then <laughs> the pandemic started breaking up. Oh, gosh, when did like 2020, that like 2021 maybe? we started revving up again. So the past yep. year and a half, we've had constant work. I have Dalmatians, so they're very uh, commonly used, right? My Dalmatians happen to be very social, very stable, and they listen to me more often than most Dalmatians listen to people. So we got a ton of work and we keep we keep getting a ton of work because I have super, super nice Dalmatians, partly because of luck and partly because I'm amazing. So yeah, so we had a really, really weird job. Are, you're, and then... you're,
1: you're a great trainer, right? Okay. And so, you know, when you have really a nice stable dog, right? Just amazing the things that you can do with them. And you know, Dalmatians are kind of iconic, right? Yes. Kind of like Afghan hounds, right? Yeah. They're just kind of been associated with fashion uh, yeah. over the years. Um, so and they're and of flashy, course, you know. Yeah, they're very flashy. Right? Mm-hmm. But again, trying to find one that's a nice dog and can actually interact with the actors uh, has not been the easiest thing for me to find, right? So I'm very happy to, to know you, Mariah. So um, with your Dalmatian, so that was the very first kind of uh, uh, entry into this. But I remember one of the very first things I hired you to do was with your
0: little pedango, right? For little man. Yes. So, well, so... We started getting jobs with the Dalmatians. And then I, as a trainer, was like, I love this. I want to do more and more and more of it. And then I watched commercials. I watched TV. I looked at print ads. When I went into Petco and PetSmart, I looked at what they were printing on dog food bags or what, mm-hmm. what the banners had on them, right? And what I saw was a lot of the scruffy kind of mutt look. So then I did my research and found pedangos, Dango pequenos, are a small Portuguese hunting dog. So they're like 10 pounds, they're wire coated, they're scruffy, and they're just the cutest things ever. Um, they're ge- generally tan and white uh, or any combination of tan and white. It can be black and white, but for my purposes, I got a little tan and white guy and he is the cutest. And he's nice, easy to train. Nice, easy to handle on set. And he's little, so he gets a lot of little scruffy dog jobs. And then after him, I got my Malinois, who gets typecast as a police, military, scary, vicious monster dog all the time because he's dark and shepherd looking. And then after that, I got a Border Collie that's blonde and white. So just like a bigger version of my little pedango. So I've been collecting dogs that look like, you know, Look like they should for set work and that are biddable, trainable.
1: So, uh, I guess
0: you somebody reached
1: out to you, right? About your beautiful, you know, Dalmatians. Uh, What was it? A print shoot or what was it? It was a print shoot.
0: Yeah, it was a print shoot. Well, actually, it was both. It was print, commercial media, it was a whole ad campaign. We were on set for over 12 hours that day. So it was for Klarna, which is like a pay oh, yeah, sure. leader type thing, right? It was, really, it was really weird and kind of indescribable. So they cast two Dalmatians because they knew it was going to be all day. And then they also had other influencer dogs. So the whole idea of their campaign was that you should spoil your dogs, so buy all these fancy things for your dogs and then pay later, right? Get your fancy oh, stuff now okay. and then pay later. So what was really crazy about our specific job is that the whole scene, the set, was fluffy. The walls were fluffy. The floor was fluffy. Everything was fluffy, which was, which was horrible because my Dalmatian decided to go into heat the night before. <laughs> Oh, no. what a, what a fun, <laughs> exciting situation. I got oh, to set and I was boy. like, oh my God, it's all fur. Wow. <laughs> this woman is bleeding. <laughs> so that, and, and it was too late to like do anything. Right. And sure. then what made it even worse is they had built a machine. They had built a table and then that table had at the end of it, a chair that a model sat in and she would pedal. And when she pedaled, it activated Like um, scratch things for the dog. So they had built the whole machine around my dog, and it's scratch. It had this little thing that went in circles that would scratch their back, and then a thing that went in circles that scratch their chest, and then little hands that came up and scratched their sides. It was insane. Wow. Okay. Insane. That is not a
1: print shoot. That is definitely a lot. It was a lot. It was. Did you know
0: that when you were invited to come and do this? I knew that they wanted their measurements for like some sort of contraption, but I had no idea what the contraption was. Oh wow! And when we and I didn't know the set was fluffy and fuzzy and kind of crazy. So when we got there, I actually had to make them rebuild their machine because the thing scratching the dog's back was going against the grain of the fur. And I was like, no dog is going to stand for that. None. I'm like, it's going to be impressive and people should pat me on the back that my dog's going to stand there while these things touch her in general. And I had to nix the hands that came up to like scratch her because she just saw them as hands coming up to attack her. So (laughs) I was like that we're not doing that." They were like plastics, like sporks. Just like touching the dog. Yeah. And she agreed. She thought it was really weird. And she had gone into heat. So now she's kind of weirded out over everything. And she's never been on set. Hormones are, yeah. Yeah. And the girl's never been on set. She's never, she's at the time, I think she was like six or seven. (laughs) So now this dog has to do a stand stay with a model behind her in heat with like all these machines literally moving around her. And that's, and we had a second Dalmatian. But they they got the measurements wrong. And so they didn't realize that he was an inch smaller than her. So he couldn't fit in the machine. And uh. they also didn't realize that he was a boy, despite his name being Cordis and me <laughs> admitting that he's a boy. And there were pictures, right? As you know, right? the whole like profile gets sent. They yes. spaced that they were two different genders. So they were like, well, we can't swap them out for each other. And I'm like, well, I'm aware of that. <laughs> so So we brought two dogs for this like 13 hour shoot and only one dog could be used. But she was, I mean, she was amazing. She was a champ. She was like, I get treats. I get, I love, she loved everybody worshiping her. She was like, I get endless attention. This is the best thing I've ever done. She was just tired after like 12 hours of (laughs) things. (laughs)
1: Wow. That's a whole lot for your very first shoot, right? It was a
0: whole situation. It was the craziest. And now I've done all these shoots after, right? Like I can't even count how many we've done since. And I have never once done one like that. Not once have I had one where they built a machine to like pet my dog or, you know, something crazy like that.
1: Let me ask you this about this machine. I was thinking like, I love my back scratchers, right? Like I could have been like, oh, I'm going to use my back scratcher on my dog. Like that there was something that maybe you could have even prepped for.
0: Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. And that, and that happens over and over again, right? There's things that they ask for last minute or they just put in and it wasn't in the casting call itself, right? If I had had even a few days to prep Lyra, my Dalmatian, for those like fork hands, I could have gotten her to the point where she would have been like, okay, this is just a thing I'm predicting. I Mm -hmm. think they're very lucky that... I had an amazing dog training mentor who taught me to teach every dog to stay, no matter the circumstance, to trust me and that I'm not going to let anything weird happen to you. So my dogs were already trained at a level where that was something they were like, okay, I have to tolerate weird things. And that's just what we do. So I've trained my dogs to just do things when I ask them to do it. And there's certain things I've changed the way I train so that when things are unpredictable like that, we can compensate. For example, I train all my dogs to stay no matter what which means if i place your paw kind of up here and the other one kind of down here like i'll put them like there are statues Everybody
1: poses sure
0: yeah and then i've taught the stay to be don't move anything once i place you you are a statue and i've never taught stay that way before this stay was just sit stay down stay stand stay right so there's things i've changed because i know things on set can be so unpredictable They really weird. can
1: I guess that's what makes this uh, business so interesting, too, is it's that amazing. it's not like a nine to five job. I think that no. says something about our personalities, too, that uh-huh. we really uh-huh. kind of thrive on, you know, the challenge of, ooh, let's see if we can like pull this off. But again, the more information we have to help pull it off, because our end goal as trainers on set, uh, and, and me as the agent is to send the right dog, the right trainer. Yep. And, you know, I do love giving people their very first shot at jobs, but I but some things uh, I only would send very experienced trainers because either I know in the past working with this company that, yeah, they don't always tell me everything. So I'm not doing that one again and send in a newbie. I'm going to send somebody who can deal with them. So yeah. Or because the
0: job is so complex, right? So yes. One thing you
1: know that I, I want to talk about is what words of wisdom and advice would you have to somebody who's new, maybe they just landed their very first job, they're getting ready to like go on set, and they get ready, you know, they park their car, they're like, I'm here. What, what are some of the things that they immediately should do, like when they get to set? Like, what are the first things that you do when you get
0: there? I prep my dogs right off the bat, which for me, that means getting them out making sure they're pottied because man, you do not want an accident on set. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. So you make sure they potty. And in New York that can be tricky. So I always make sure I know where those grass patches, it sounds so simple, but man, the first time I was on set, my dogs didn't want to pee in New York. Right. There's like nothing there. So I make sure we show up early. We find some grass. We make sure we go potty. Then I'm hauling all my stuff upstairs, right? Now I've learned, don't do it by yourself. Go find a PA, introduce yourself. If you can leave your dog in the car for a second or just take your dog, but no equipment, right? So you find your main contact. You say like, this is what I've got. I would like help getting it up. What room am I being set up in? And then have them help you set up, but know where you're going. What time Mm -hmm. do you need? Do they want you on camera? right? So you have time to settle in with your dog. And then if in that moment, you're like, hey, I need a little bit more time than that. Don't be nervous. Don't be afraid to advocate for your dog. If you know that you need a little bit more time, because I've shown up and they've been like, you need to be on set in five minutes. And I'm like, no, I need to get my stuff. We need to settle a bit, right? So don't be afraid to be like, give me a minute. We just got here. You gave us the call time. As long as you're not late, it's okay to be like, the dog needs to come first, we need to potty, we need to make sure we're settled and all of our stuff is, you know, where it needs to be. So have a conversation with your main contact, hopefully, because maybe it's your first time on set, another trainer or the agent will be on set with you to help you settle in and help you set boundaries. Because I think that it can be really exciting to be on set for the first time and you don't want to dork it up and you don't want to not be invited back. So you become a yes man. You're just like, I absolutely, I want to I keep coming back. So I'm not going to say no. And I'm going to do everything they ask me to do. You need to advocate for the animal first. And you know your animal, that's why you're there. And you know your training, that's why you're there. So within reason, being polite and being professional, advocate for your dog, right? Or your cat or whatever you've got on set. So you get there, you settle in, maybe you put the dog away in a kennel, right? You're like, okay, we're good. Now find somebody and get your storyboard for the day. Get what you're going to be doing. Find out exactly what actions they want from your dog and when. Find out the plan for the day. Because sometimes they ask for some crazy things a little bit last minute that maybe you didn't know was going to be thrown your way. And there have been a lot of things that I've been able to prep for within a few minutes or a few hours. And you do have a lot of downtime. So you can train a new behavior if it's simple in that moment, right? Or it can be a known behavior with some weird element that you can ask them if you can borrow that weird element. Like they ask for holds all the time, right? Holding something in the dog's mouth. Sometimes it's a weird thing. And I'm like, hey, do you have a duplicate of that? Because I want to just work it for a couple hours or however long we're sitting here just to prep so we know when we get on set, it's happening really fast and we don't have to get used to anything. That's what a lot of people, including myself, would miss Right when coming to set for the first couple of times, I would I would not get my storyboards, and luckily my dogs are amazing and would, you know, fill the gap for where I maybe didn't have everything that I needed to have because I didn't have that prior knowledge. Right. We get given the storyboards like the day before. Of course, sometimes they change things. They do love to change things last minute because they're creatives and creatives like to change things last minute. So make sure when you get there, you have all the information you need to succeed for the day. And that at the end of the day, you are happy with what you did with your dog and you don't regret, right? And yeah, Don and, and can-
1: let's let's talk about that real quick. Is you know, I mean, and with today's technology, um, there's really If you are on set and, you know, again, they change something, right? And you were, "Mm, I'm not sure. That's when you can always pick up the phone, call your agent, say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not really sure about this. I don't want to tell these people, no, is there another way, you know, and you can kind of, you know, video chat with your agent and show them this is this, this is the parameters. This is what's going on. Um, and see what they have to say, because at the end of the day, you know, it does come back on the agent, right. How everything went. And I've had myself situations where again, if the trainer would have known more. Like I tell people, like when you get there, find out what scenes are coming up throughout the day. That's where maybe you can take a few minutes to really train that while they're doing other things or get your dog comfortable around whatever machine or whatever it is they're going to do. Right. But but you got to do that. Right. I was the same way when I, when I first started, I was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, and then, you know, I learned that, you know, there's not always an animal safety rep there. Right. And so it's really my job to be like, that's not really the, it's not happening way that I feel that, um, you know, this particular scene could, you know, work for this animal. And to, you can offer alternatives. Yeah. Offer alternatives. Yeah. Absolutely. alternatives.
0: I'll do yep. the, you know, we'll try or we'll see. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. If it's not a safety problem, if I'm just like, I don't know if the dog will do it. Right. Cause we haven't prepped for it and you changed the last minute. So I'll do the, mm-hmm. okay, we'll see. We'll yeah, try it. Try it. Right. But if it's a there have been two incidences ever uh, in the few years that I've been doing this where I, it's a hard and fast. No, where I'm like, no, we cannot do that because it's a safety problem. Right. Mm-hmm. They took they knew that they were asking for something that was yes, too, wrong. Much, yeah. Yeah, right? too much. Right. And but if it was an issue, I'd be like, let's call the agent and talk to them and, you know, they'll work it out. But the two times that I've said no, I've given alternatives, right? Like, no, we're not going to shoot in the middle of a highway, but we can shoot next to a road <laughs> and you can Photoshop it, right? Yes. And you laugh, but I've literally been well, asked well, to shoot. Well, in well the let's of a talk highway.
1: about like one of, the, one of the things that you had to do with your Dalmatians that I had you go do is you had to work with, what was it, a four year old in the middle of New she, York City? She
0: was little. Yeah. She's really, she was yeah, she's tiny. She's a cute think, little girl. Yeah, I think she was like three or four, but they had cast her thinking that she was like five or six. But she was just a big, like three or four year old who was afraid of dogs. And so, yeah, she was afraid of dogs, which, come on, parents, never helps a situation, please. Um, We showed up with four Dalmatians, right? Which I don't think that scene would have happened if I didn't exist with all of my Dalmatians and the
1: 100%.
0: 100%. Yeah, the executive director. You, right? You she were the only the one that really
1: thing. I felt like could pulled this off of them. Yeah. You know, which is why I sent you. But I didn't yeah. know how far they wanted to take it on the streets of New York City. Literally uh, on the streets. Yes. And there was even like a homeless person or something
0: on a park, so a park so many, bench. So many. Uh, yeah. so many. We got yelled at like <laughs> by random people. Yeah, um, right? For shooting in certain places. they They wanted us. That shoot in particular, taught me to teach my dogs that placement stay because they wanted the dogs walked by the four-year-old, right? And she's tiny. She's smaller than one of my dogs. So they wanted all four dogs walked by the four-year-old across a crosswalk in New York, an active crosswalk, right? So that was one of those that I was like, no, thank you. Because the Dalmatians walk will drag her across yeah. the concrete yeah they're, and they're fast walking type of a dog yeah she can't walk that fast and mm-hmm. we had just shot still shots on a staircase where she was holding their leashes and they're all in stand stays on these stairs perfect and she's and it's great right and she's yep. holding their leashes but even in that like still shot like if you go back and look she's only holding two leashes she had thrown her <laughs> two leashes she was just like don't want and had thrown the leashes away but luckily my dog's hold stays like champs and the leashes were there just for aesthetic essentially so i knew that this girl was not committed to holding the leashes which is not necessarily a bad thing because otherwise she would have gotten dragged but the alternative i gave them was how about we have her and one dalmatian stand in the crosswalk when the street is cut off right and they had pas Mm -hmm. blocking the street for a minute and then I'll place the dog's legs so it looks like they're walking. And because they wanted still shots. So they didn't actually need movement. They just needed the illusion of movement. Mm-hmm. So we got that shot. And it's an absolutely stunning shot, but we I had agree. to modify it because that was just not a safe option. For right? anybody. It wasn't safe no. for the dogs.
1: It wasn't safe for the child. Exactly. Um, yes. So you know that that was another uh thing right there that you know i know that i always have confidence when i send you that you are going to respectfully tell people hey you know can we do this a little bit differently uh than what you guys maybe imagined because that's really the the safety part of it because you know on print shoots there's normally not an animal safety rep they don't come to those types of things they come to tv commercials and movies right especially with dogs anyways Zara, uh, I think was the name of the
0: company. Yeah, it, it was Zara Kids. And they yeah, did Zara a thing Kids with or 101 like donations.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, what I want to do, Mariah, is, you know, obviously, I just love talking with you. And, and you've done so many interesting things. Um, I really want you to come back soon, right? And we're going to talk more about some of these other individual uh things that you've done but i, I want to go out on one thing that i thought was really fun that we did was with uh your little pedango and his fan club oh my right God.
0: the cutest <laughs> so, commercial of all time it was bark box
1: it was bark box right and they wanted box. to do an actual commercial not like a
0: studio shoot yeah so because we had done studio shoots with them previously that are so mm-hmm. much fun because it's just a dog playing with a toy um yeah. But this shoot was a full-blown commercial with little goose goose. Um, and he, you know, we show up and they're in a house because the scene is a little dog and his owner, and they answer the door because bark box comes to the door to deliver, right? Because that's their thing. They deliver little bark boxes to you. And if you don't know what bark box is, Google it. It's adorable, and their super chewer is hecka good. So We have Goose, right? They ring the doorbell. Goose and his owner walk to the doorway. And then they have to stop at the doorway, which sounds simple, isn't. It's really tricky. And so they come to the doorway and then Goose is greeted by two people who are his fan club. They have hats with his face on it. They've painted their faces to... Like be the same as his face. They have shirts with his face on. They have like stick with his face on. Like they are a full blown fan club. Like they're showing up to an in-sync concert, but for Goose. And so they show up at the door and they start singing. And I heard this song no less than two hundred times that day because of course they have to re record it and re record it and re record it. And meanwhile, I am sitting or like laying down on the ground between these actors' legs. So they're singing and I am between their legs so that I can communicate to Goose that like he can't move forward. And then he has to hang out there and, and be sung to, And so they're singing and they're just like, we love your fuzzy paws and your pointy ears and blah, blah, blah. And they deliver this, this bark box to the owner. And it was a crack up because they deliver it to the owner. And then the owner's like, okay, guys, that's like, it's like a lot. It's enough. Thank you. Thank you. We've talked about this. Please don't. Please stop, please stop doing this, right? And Goose, by the like 200th time that they had sang this song, also had the same demeanor, which was hilarious. He showed up at the door, they sing to him and he, no joke, was just like, I roll and walks away. He just leaves, which was mm, perfect. I love when dogs just naturally kind of give you the shot and the look that just, oh, he, his attitude was so perfect after like 200 times. So he was like rolling his eyes like, ah. I'm done. Uh, he was like, "I'm done. This is like, you guys. Yeah. I get it. You guys just sung much. this song to me. Yeah. Fine. It's it's too much." And,
1: and, <laughs> then in the, and then in the final edit, right? They kind of changed things. But I remember they seeing their like doggy outfits. These people are like all dressed up, and yeah, it was yeah. really really adorable. I wish they would have, you know,
0: they didn't re released release like commercial. a second
1: version of it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, And maybe, maybe they maybe will. You know, because they do yeah. that.
0: You know, they do that. They, they do hold that. on to things for years, and then they release that so i'm gonna but...
1: po- i'm gonna post a link to that too because that yeah. was really adorable and, and he's the cutest little dog yes. but anyways thank you so much for coming on here i'm definitely gonna yeah. have you back very very soon yeah, uh and we even do like some live uh some live yes. shows or something and get in and like answer people's questions like if they want to like look you up like what are some of your like social media
0: handles follow us on instagram our handle is marvelous k9s Right. So K nine K and a nine. Okay. Yeah. K and a nine and then this Cause it looks better than like the whole K nine word. Right. But that's I the do. dog's Instagram for set stuff and for our sports. Cause we do a million sports.
1: All right. Enjoy your day. We're going to have you back soon. Thank
0: you for listening and you can subscribe and share any episode on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you are there, be sure to check out our other episodes. You can also find out about our upcoming events, casting calls, and how to register your pet for work by visiting our website, PositivelyFamous.com.